the brightest threats. I was banished for not abandoning humanity unlike the rest of you. Hello, let us control the bodies, or at least the ears, because this is Dancing in the Moon Knight, our Moon Knight retrospective here on Best Film Ever and Talking to Mickey. My name's Ethan. And my name's Ian. That's much better, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds a lot better than Welcome to Stay in <laughs> Much like, uh, maybe much like Moon Knight, which I don't mind episode one, but you know, episode yeah. two was, sometimes you just, you just need a week, a week to solidify yeah. it. There we go. Uh, but no, we're here to uh, talk about episode three, which I didn't get the name for, and I need to. I'll hop on uh, that. You go ahead. Yeah, which is the friendly type. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I, another. I was for some reason it was right in my in my Google because uh, I get to have to talk about something a little bit later when we get into the episode. Cool. But no, we're here to do episode three. I, I can't. I'm gonna a big shock right out right out of the gate. Almost an hour long in length again. Uh, maybe like forty-eight again if you if you remove. Yeah, credits. Credits went on for a long time because I was busy yeah. doing. I was tweeting for the uh, pod while the credits were rolling and just kind of mm-hmm. let them go and was like, "Wow, these are going an extraordinarily long time." Like yeah, which was longer than the other ones, or I just skipped through the other ones. Yeah, but yeah, no. It's, well, there was the idea of like, after episode two, you could skip right to the next episode, yeah. couldn't you? Whereas this one, there was no next episode, so it was just let them run. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's interesting. Like for the episodes we've done uh, for the Marvel shows before, a lot longer, a lot better paced. Sorry, what was a lot longer, a lot better paced? Uh, the 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 Moon Knight episodes compared to like. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Compared to like some which were like thirty minutes at best, and there was so <laughs> and then, there was so much. And then by the end, they're doing like fifty-one minutes because they're like, oh, yeah. we need to. And it's like just just. <laughs> Set, 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 set the tone early and go look yeah. if the early ones need to be 50 and we get it done in two episodes we get it done in two episodes yeah, yeah. much better uh, but i guess that will lead to us talking about uh this episode well, of moon knight if i can like Ooh, the yeah. question is like what genre is moon knight oh that's a see i thought i had it nailed originally which was like psychological thrill in the first and then with this episode i could not tell it miss mystic i have no mystic. idea something because you know wanda I mean, to be fair they've all been a bit hard to pigeonhole but i guess you know yeah. i mean wandavision was a bit of a a bit of a pastiche it was kind of a it kind of worked on mystery on multiple thing, yeah. levels didn't it and so yeah. there was that with this really character driven final well they wanted to be real character driven final episode but they had too much <laughs> plot to get through first uh, whereas Captain the Winter Soldier, um, political fa- thriller, I guess, was political they, thriller they said, yeah. with uh, social commentary, definitely yeah. a social realism kind of kind of comment there. Um, and then uh, Loki was, you know, kind of a fantasy time jumping, almost a, it had elements of like a buddy cop movie in there as well. Yeah, yeah. To like be fair, buddy they, cop Doctor Who. They, type they, they've all been very shape shifty. Actually, come to think of it, yeah. Hawkeye. Um, Oh, I, I totally forgot about Hawkeye. Yeah, I forgot to talk about Hawkeye last episode. Um, I, that was the closest to staying in one genre, I guess. Yeah. But even, yeah, like body cop. Yeah. Type. No, it, it, it probably did feel, also it was it was condensed because it was, you know, yeah. so many days till Christmas. It had a very tight feel to it. Kind of a murder mystery, but then forgot it was a murder mystery and went somewhere else instead. Yeah, murder mystery that then turned into. Your mom did it. All yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> okay 
Oh, man. When we interviewed Simon Callow, I so thought it was going to be a much. And when he showed up episode one, I'm like, oh, it's going to be like the central yeah. linchpin. No. <laughs> no, I was so sad. I'm still yeah. heartbroken over that. Yeah, I mean Simon Callow, you were great, but yeah, yeah. it was just we just want we just want more for you. We wanted your death to mean something, my friend. I wanted. I'm gonna call him. Back. I'm gonna call him my friend because he said it was fun being on the show. So I'm gonna. Yeah. I have his personal email. What do you look at that? Look at that. <laughs> I, th- I think I think that's so you can definitely hold hold high. Oh jeez, it's great. But no, well, uh, I guess I guess use that to sort of segue into into this episode. So we we open after our recap with uh, with Layla uh, telling she's her she's got me on my yeah. knees, Layla. Sorry, I haven't done that. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, uh, and she's she's having a, what looks originally like a, a mugshot taken, and she's saying about how she she found Mark slash Stephen, and uh, it turns out that she's just having her photo taken for a fake passport. And we also learn from this that uh, Layla used to steal uh, antiques and relics and would take them off the black market and then return them. But she'd keep a couple uh, to pay bills. Because they were um, stolen in the first place. Yeah. Colonialism is bad. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like Robin Hood slash Indiana Jones type thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that the reverse. Belongs it belongs in a museum in a-, in a museum in Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and we also learned that her father was also an archaeologist who had many big sites, and he's been dead for some time, but we don't know what from yet. And oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't really yeah, know what thought. The, the woman she's with, I didn't know if it was her mom or just some kind of some kind of family friend. My my assumption is mother. Yeah, they don't that tell was my us. First my assumption is mother. Yeah. Um, this is a really important Layla episode yeah and she's also really good i yeah. I, I really like i don't know who this actress is i really like her i can i thought it was someone else for, for, for the longest time i thought it was uh someone from arrested development but it was not her i oh, thought what, the it girl was who plays um oh maybe uh, maybe yeah, yeah i thought no. it was alicia Shawcat. i think that's her name no this is uh may l cam uh calamari Callum, I'm gonna need to make sure I get that correct. Uh, May L. Callamore. I'm gonna guess Moore, she's Moore. of accurate. Uh, yeah, she descent. is uh, an Egyptian Palestinian actress. There we go. Uh, and she's done not loads of things I've seen. She's been in Madam Secretary for like an episode. <laughs> okay. uh, I've not, I've not seen that. Uh, and she was the voice of Ellie Malik in NBA 2K21. Uh, I, yeah, I think this is sort of her, at least for. <laughs> For Western audiences, I'm I'm gonna say that for Western audiences, I think this is sort of the I had big- NBA 2K21. <laughs> I think I played the story mode. I must have heard it before. Uh, but no, but I thought she was really good. I thought she was really yeah. really good. Um, and if this is her first real, yeah, good for her. I hope I hope at least yeah. more stuff for. Her. Oh, definitely. Uh, the mom we think maybe wishes her good luck as she gives her the faith passport, and then we cut to Harrow's congregation uh, congregation searching in the desert for the tomb, and they found it as the scarab points towards it, and uh, a member tells Harrow that Mark's tracking them in Cairo, so then we go and see Mark running on rooftops uh, into a gang of ne'er-do-wells who killed a man that Mark wanted to talk to about the dig site, and they try and fight Mark, but he makes uh, easy fodder of them, but Mark goes out of his way not to hit the teenage not to hurt the teenager, just slapping him instead of punching him. And uh, Mark punches a knife wielder with a very clear, shiny, reflective <laughs> blade. And as they fight, Steven shows up begging him to stop and is he the, takes over. Is the rule that they can only communicate when there is a reflective surface? 
I think Can, so. He's like, it's really difficult well, unless on. there's a reflection. Hang on, because, okay, we're really difficult. Because when he was searching for the phone, we got, Stephen, stop searching. Well, because there's the reflection in the bathroom. Remember, no, no, when he's so. like up in like the crawl space, he's like grabbing stuff out of the crawl space. Oh, I think it's because you said at first it's really difficult. I I think it's because he's been there for a while. Nah, I, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, okay, so yeah, it seems, yeah. It seems really strange. We did have really reflective search. It is cool. It is cool. Don't get yeah. me wrong. It is. It's a nice look. Yeah. Uh, and then then Mark, uh, Stephen takes over and Mark wakes up in a taxi going to the airport and he doesn't want to and even says, like, where am I going? And he says in Arabic and the guy's like, oh, you speak in Arabic now. Why, why were you acting like a tourist before? Yep. And uh, then he sees the trio from before, chases them down. Did, did, them. did someone comment on his poor Arabic or are we allowed to let that one go? I, I didn't see anything about that. It might have been. been Tell you what, Samuliu loves Twitter and he loves throwing shade yeah. on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I like to say he's Canadian. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's a cheeky chap. Oh, Jesus. He, he definitely likes to kind of throw some shade on Twitter, whether it yeah. was, uh, oh, what was the name of that? Kim's Convenience and the producers of that oh, show. Yeah, I swear about that. Or whether it was the CEO of Disney when he, he called Shang-Chi an experiment. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Yeah, what was it? Uh, we are not an experiment, yes. To be fair, Chapek's been in shit recently because of the whole supporting the, uh, donating to the parties of the Don't Say Gay Bill and everything. Oh, really? Which, yeah, Oscar Isaac got involved and he was like, someone was like, what's your opinion? He's like, I'm just going to say the word gay a lot now. And and Oscar Isaac has had a history with like Disney not doing well when it comes to uh, gay characters. What is wants, Disney wanted- just edited out in China again? They've edited out uh, gay references. I'm trying to figure out what it was, what oh. it was in. It, it, I was just reading it today. I, I can't remember. I, I, I remember I saw that. But I can't remember what it was. Um, I, I, oh God, I couldn't. I think... I wouldn't say it was the Star Wars kiss. I oh, no it's from anymore. turning. It's from t- there's something in turning red. Oh yeah, and, turning and, red, and, and they've cut some... something in there again. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, to be fair, Oscar Isaac has a hit. Because um, when he was playing Poe in Star Wars, uh, both he and John Boyega wanted there to be uh, a romance between uh, Poe and Finn, because that's where they were hinting towards and also the writers of the expanded oh, books were hitting towards i'll tell you what i don't think i think i've been miss i mean there is the turning red thing that's happened yeah. the thing i'm remembering is that warner brothers has just censored the 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 gay content in in the, in the uh dumbledore movie which considering the whole thing <laughs> is about the relationship between dumbledore and whatever the guy's name oh, is grindle grindelwald grindelwald that's, that's- good, good hilarious good luck with your nine minute movie oh i remember because when they first had it in the uh, this is a tangent but I'm, I'm i'm gonna say uh in the second movie of the fantastic beasts everyone's like oh we're gonna get all of that and then jake Carroll was like no not in this one sorry no 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 gay content between the people that i've said have been lovers for like yeah. 10 years of, yeah. of uh of saying that uh, uh so yeah great uh i remember <laughs> just as a side um <laughs> We have Comedy Central here in the UK, much like this yeah. Comedy Central in the US. It's the same. Uh, it's the same peeps, and they used to air uh, episodes of Sex in the City. And I remember I once I, I sat down and was like, "What's all the fuss about?" Because it was huge. Like, HBO, yeah. like like it was one of the first. That and Six Feet Under were like the maybe The Wire, like the original OG HBO shows that sort yeah. of let it roast as its leader as like the cable leader in 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 premium cable uh, narratives yeah and i'm watching one this is really disjointed 
what's going on? I'm like, I'm really having a hard time following some of this. Like, it feels like it's built into a payoff and it's not, I don't know what's going on here. And so I watched another one and I'm like, like why is this so pop? It's a really like jarring storytelling sort of um, narrative structure in this. <laughs> I realized, or I thought uh, that, that they were doing like, like an edited version of it for like, that you could show on like TV Right. And so they were removing all the all the sex. I didn't realize it was really heavy in sexual content, and they were getting rid of all of that. So I'm like, so like you take like a 45 minute episode, it'd be like 31 minutes or something like that, like <laughs> like like massive giant, because it was it was all about you know these women in their 30s and 40s, kind of like enjoying sex and being sex and talking to each other, and that's why women found it such a, and you know there were there were some jokes about well about everything, but a large part of it was you know the nitty gritty of of of, of their sexual lives. And yeah. so, of course, there's one cut all that. I'm like, I don't know what Comedy Central was thinking. I have no idea. I, it's I, like if you try to de like desexify Bridgerton, you have like maybe I, four minutes of content. Yeah, like 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 at the time, like Comedy Central had the rights to Friends. I don't know if they still do on broadcast TV here in the UK. I, I think, but I'm like, just, that or Channel Four. Like you play it two hours a day. Just put two and a half hours. It's not, you know, there's something yeah. else you can put there. I mean, jeez. But yeah, anyway. But no, I guess it's time for us sort of to wake up again. And Mark yeah. also wakes up because uh, after he gets knocked out, he wakes up and he's covered in blood. Yeah. And there's a knife and through the, the head of now, uh, one of the guys. I must say, I was starting to go, all right, we're going to do a thing. And when they flipped it on its head and now we're aligned to Mark and we don't get Steven's side, brilliant. Thought it was great. You take something I'm shock. You take something I'm familiar with and you pivot with it. Ah, this was a good storytelling device. Mm. And so when he wakes up with blood, you're like, wait, wait, hang on. And I'm with Which him going, going, whoa, 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 but I thought I was with Mark. And you find out, no, no, I am with Mark. And you're like, what? And then, and then Steven goes, it's not me. And you're like, whoa, then who was it? Who's behind door number three? Ooh. <laughs> uh, and, and, and they didn't, and they didn't answer it. Oh, it's yeah. great. It's great. It's so nice. And uh, the teenager still alive is Mark then sort of tries to act all tough and says, you know, where's where's the tomb? Where is it? And Conchu tells him to take the kid to the ledge uh, so he will talk. And uh, as he does that, he holds on to the kid with his with his uh, scarf and his clothes. And he just says, praise Ahmed and cuts himself loose and falls to his death. Yeah. I was not expecting to watch a teenager die on my Disney Marvel. Well, he fell out of the shots all that happened. Yeah. Jeez. We see we see him like we see him on the it's like it's like the uh, it's like the um Black Widow thing when we just sort of see her at the end afterwards. And yeah. She's like she's lying in a posed position. I just like this low angle shot that's shooting back up at Mark and Conchu, and Conchu goes, I really thought he'd talk. <laughs> <laughs> and can I say Conchu looks great in the daylight. Oh yeah, he's I was really impressed. I was really impressed because in the nighttime it's a little bit, and they haven't given us a lot of still shots of him or haven't been too shot. This episode changes that, and I thought Conchu was great to. I mean, I don't want to use the words, per, you know, personalize or, 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 or humanize, but I think I think you know what I mean to make him like yeah, they a sort character. Of normalize yeah, because in in the first two, because he's always trying in the dark, he has that air of this mystery. Then we just see him in the daylight. He's just a he's just a bloke with a floating skull. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's, great. It's, it's just it weirdly feels normal. Yep. After after two episodes, and uh, Stephen and Mark start to have a bicker over who killed the group, and Mark decides that they're going to have to find Harrow uh, via the gods, 
And Conchu says that if they do anger the gods enough, they'll imprison Conchu in stone. But he has an idea of how they can get to the gods. gods. But it's, it's a bad one. So Conchu sends the gods a signal by covering the moon. And Arthur sees it as well, saying, oh, Conchu's getting desperate, saying that he'll be, he's going to be called upon as well. And uh, then Conchu tells Mark that uh, there'll be a portal soon to the Ennead that will open. And the last time that Conchu spoke to the gods, they banished him. So this needs to go well. And uh, Mark's like, Where, where's the portal going to open? And it, it just does. It just does. And uh, as they enter the portal, Stephen gets excited because they're inside the Great Pyramid of Giza. And he just, he just nerds out over it. It's so lovable. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also see the other avatars of the gods appear, uh, and Mark meets the avatar of the the god of music and love. Who's? <laughs> if there was a conversation nice at Marvel going, well, we're gonna have a thing with the gods. Oh, that could get expensive. But hang on, I have an idea. <laughs> I'll just have a bunch of people walk in in suits. Ah, oh, that's much cheaper. I do kind of like it though, in the way that they 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 have that whole because the whole thing is like the gods have, have abandoned humanity, so if we just see the people, well, then there's that air well, of it. But no, it's, it's also definitely a budgetary but, thing. But the problem with these these gods, especially, I mean, I think the conscious is, like, you know, conscious doesn't have, like, a jaw that moves or eyes that move, so we just get a voice and, like, the still image. And so a scene like this, where it's going to be a lot of back and forth, actually, you'd just be sort of watching shots of characters with voiceovers, and that would yeah. be, that. that's not a great storytelling device. Yeah. And uh, the other gods take their place, and Mark uh, says that he's not been told how it works. So the other gods then possess their avatars to talk to each other, and Conchu then also possesses Mark as the gods lecture him about <laughs> manipulating the so, sky again. So Oscar Isaac gets, like, performance number three now. Oscar Isaac said, hey, remember that performance I did in X-Men Apocalypse? I'm going to do that, but better. Oh, he was not good in X-Men Apocalypse. That, no. that was a trash film. This, that, oh, that film just in general sucked. And I hate how they had that thing. Again, not the sidebar. They're like, oh, the third movie always sucks. And then they make it suck because they think that's funny. It's, I remember. Oh, so self-aware. I saw it with a mutual friend. Um yeah. And so uh, we, we, we came on out and he was like, oh, I really liked that. And I was like, you're crazy. I'm like, that was just, oh, he's good. I said, newer is not always better. I was doing a little how much your mother thing with him. So no, it's not. It's just, just recency bias. It's the most recent thing you've seen. Yeah. Therefore, you think it's great. It's not. It's not. And if I think looking back on it now, I think everyone's like, yeah, not a good movie. I remember it came on to Disney Plus and everyone, oh yeah, I forgot about that movie. Compare that to Days of Future Past, which I don't even think is like a perfect film, but compare that to Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past at least has, it's got a story in it. You're not bored. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's done well compared to that, which you just go, okay, here we go. Sand again, I guess. What's Magneto doing? Well, it's better than Dark Phoenix. I mean, you know what I mean? A forgettable movie is better than an unforgettable for the wrong reasons movie. But yeah, we get the possession and uh, the gods like, oh, if you manipulate the sky again, you'll be imprisoned and, and stowed and country then screams through through Mark's like, oh, you abandoned humanity. But the gods say, oh, no, humanity abandoned them. I'm guessing this is where you're thinking, oh, this is this is very MCU esque with with uh, I'm guessing Eternals. See Eternals. Here's my issue <laughs> is that now we've got a series of Egyptian gods. But if you follow the if you follow Eternals, not the Eternals, Eternals, <laughs> you know a giant idea of this is that it's, the Eternals were sent there by like these um, 
omnipotent beings to help like humanity like grow and develop so i'm like i don't know how how one planet can deal with two very competing sets of deities like one literally has to contradict the existence of the other but but the marvel universe and gods has always been like such a Okay, what's going on? Because we get, I can deal with we, Loki. I can deal yeah, with the, the Nordic gods. Because the Nordic they're gods kind of are aliens. They're kind yeah. of just aliens who are like just they just live for a long time. Yeah, and they kind of inspire Nordic mythology. Yeah, because that's I'm what they're with. That they're 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 pretty human, but yeah, the, yeah, like the gods we see in this and the uh, oh, what are they called? Celestials. Celestials. There yeah. we go. The, how do you know this? You haven't seen it. The Celestials. No, I just know. I'm a no Marvel stuff. The Celestials have been in the comics for for days upon days, and they were in Guardians too. I think. Oh, well. were they? Yeah. Because oh, uh, what's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ego. He yeah. was a Celestial. Oh, he was Celestial. Uh, yeah. I, I happened to watch, um, as luck would have it, Eternals, uh, the Cinema Sins video on it last oh, night. Yeah. Just because I was just I was just typing some stuff up and just thought, yeah, I'll have it on in the background. And yeah, it kind of made me go, I forgot how poor this movie really, really was. <laughs> uh, I kind of had just written off as just being just a bad movie, but like it was <laughs> the specifics of it. I was like, all right, right. So then having to, wa- having to watch that right before I went into this, I was like, yeah, these, these two things cannot coexist. They just can't coexist. Yeah. I still haven't seen Eternal, so this is like, um, I'm in my own little universe right yeah, now. Yeah, I feel like I have to bring it up just because if yeah. people are, you know, it's been far enough in the mirror view. I mean, I'm not doing anything, any huge plot points there, but just the idea yeah. of it, that, that they exist and you're like, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we stand back. We don't do anything. We're just meant to observe, not interfere, interfere which I think was also the Eternals thing of, we just, we just vibe and give them technology every so often, right? Oh, their job was so... We're told their job in, in Eternals, <laughs> sorry for the Eternals podcast, is to, we did a whole scene or skip it where I think we all went skip it. Um, the whole thing with Eternals was they are there to stop the Deviants, which were also sent by the Celestials, but they lost control of them. So the Eternals are there as the, it's basically, you know, we lost control. Skynet, it's gone bad. We, what we, do we do? We lost control of the rat. So now let's send cats in to kill the rats. And that's basically what. That's basically what. The dog. Yeah. So it's basically yeah. what what you've got there. Um, so I mean, so so I am ripping this right off from CinemaSins. So uh, once you make the mistake with the deviants once, why continue to send deviants to planets once you realize there's a problem in the structure? Oh, that's a good point. Just send the Eternals down. Job done. But it's basically to try and keep humanity, intelligent life as uh fruitful as possible outside of that don't interfere because we need as many intelligent uh species as possible doesn't explain away why it didn't you know help stop thanos because getting rid of half the intelligent life is probably a problem but just just saying the 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 problem is as you release these you have to come up with excuses why they weren't around before and that's the marvel thing like that was the Captain Marvel thing was that whole thing of again we're going on such a it's tangent, a big universe out there yeah it's a big universe and she needs to go and help the scrolls uh, find a find a new place to, to uh, for refuge and half like, of okay, intelligent life in, in in the universe it would affect yeah, the scrolls she, oh. she shows up at the end the, like, oh the scrolls are gone I think this is the the breeze by which the House of Cards will eventually fall is going yeah. how do you explain everybody unless we're just gonna have origin stories that are post snap I think. I think this is where it all falls down. Where you go, Marvel, Marvel where were you? Doing this for ten years, like ten plus years. Star Wars has been doing this since twenty nineteen. It's already starting to fracture a bit. 
Yeah. There's already contradictions. There's already, and again, that's the issue when we have such a big, a big empire, not everyone can can talk. Like it's, you know, I I accept it, but there there will be falters. Oh, I'm I'm very concerned about Obi Wan. I'm excited, but I'm very concerned about Obi Wan Kenobi. My concern is more of a canon thing, just because. And when we do Obi Wan, oh, I'm gonna talk and talk and talk, and that'll be fun. But you know, I I have. I have reserved optimism. I just uh, do my tangents. Yeah. I know what my role is on yeah. that one. Uh, but then Konshu calls for judgment on Harrow for trying to release Ahmed. So the gods bring Harrow in and Harrow is so cocky. And uh, Konshu accuses him of freeing, trying to free Ahmed. And Harrow says, oh, no, I was, I was merely in the desert. If if every person was uh, was uh, seen a light, was, uh, had a crime for being near sand, there'd be a line of sinners or something like now, that. Now, the irony is, of course, that by his own measure, he's guilty of sin. Yeah. Uh, by the measure that Konshu, are told, uh, exists, he hasn't done anything wrong yet. And that's kind of where the, the council or whatever it is, is comes down on. However, yeah. I'm going, there's a difference between he hasn't dug her up yet and he's clearly digging her up with a purpose. Yeah. It's not like we caught him on the plane and he's going, oh, I can't I go home? Like he's, he's digging up sand. He's telling people, don't stop digging. Surely there's more than just, because it's like they go, oh, I was just in the sand. They go, oh, fair enough. Yeah. And no one says anything. That's the thing. Between Ahmed and Konshu, there is a middle ground where we go, I can see your intent. Because the police can arrest someone for having intent to do a crime if they're like, if they've, one, got the equipment and they're, they're about to go do the crime. That's like the middle ground there. Of, we see what you're doing. We yeah. will stop you. Not, yeah. I have to wait until you've done it to stop you. Or I think you're going to do it. There yeah. is that thing of, I know what you're doing. Uh, and then Harrow tells uh, about his time as Conju's avatar and calling him a shamed god. And then he brings up Mark's uh, disassociation. Uh, disassociation. Yeah. He brings up Mark's uh, disassociation identity disorder. And he says, you know, he's a man who doesn't know his own name. And then he calls him insane. So Conju goes to attack him, but the gods stop him. And Harrow says uh, that Conju is taking advantage of Mark and is trying to abuse the, the court of the Ennead. And he tells the gods that they need to take action about it. So the gods want to speak to Mark and they ask him if he's unwell. And he admits that he is and he needs help. But he says it doesn't change the fact that Harrow's dangerous. And the gods just say, well, he hasn't committed an offense. So let's let Arthur go. And then the Avatar, they all go their separate ways. But the Avatar that we first met um, uh, when he enters the Pyramid of Giza speaks to Mark in private and says, Oh, but there is another way to stop Ahmed and says that Ahmed was buried in secret and her location was known to only one man, Zenfu. Uh, and if his sarcophagus is found, they'll find their way to Zenfu. So later in the day, Mark searches around and he bumps into Layla, who's also looking for leads. And from here, Layla says, uh, Mark says that Layla shouldn't be here because of the locals, but also because of Konshu. And later in the night after that, Layla and Mark begin their plan to find Zenfu's sarcophagus, and they discuss what's happened between them over the years. She's, she's also the, drinking, like, Kool-Aid out of, like, yeah, a it's giant... Yeah, like in a bag or something. Out of, like, out of, like, a giant Ziploc bag. Yeah. Which it is... Looks, it looks refreshing. It must be how, how how they do things there. I mean, not probably not great for the yeah. environment, but, but you know, then again, the, the waste would be very, very small. But it was all yeah. plastic. I, I'm, I'm really torn on if this is a good thing or not. Um... Yeah, it, it looked it looked authentic anyway. Um, yeah. kind of a cool thing. 
Oh, this I could have used with this conversation between uh, Mark and the friendly avatar to yeah. um, felt very sudden. It could have been expl- It could have been a little bit long. It was a lot of stuff again. I was like, okay. Yeah. We had a part where they got they showed up, but they showed up, and I, I was like, who, what, where, why? So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, from here, there's sort of discussion about everything that happened in their past, and Layla says that she's not here to help Mark, but. Uh, for those who will die if Haru succeeds. And Mark admits that he's sorry. And so Layla tells him uh, that the man they're going to see, that more about the plan, uh, Mogart has the sarcophagus. And she also says she wishes that Mark had told her about Stephen. And he says he had it under control for a while until recently. And she asks what happened, but he says it doesn't matter. So more seeds are sown. Yeah, and she says that we could have figured it out. We could have figured yeah. it out. We, we we could have found a way to work with this. And yeah. uh, he just, it's, oh, it's a really like, nice scene about his problems. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels very real about, you know, it, that pride that you have about not wanting to seem, you know, vulnerable. vulnerable yeah. Yeah. And uh, they arrive at the party to meet Mogar and Mark hides his bag of tools as he spots what looks like Harrow's men keeping tabs. And uh, they then get to see Mogart, who is jousting in an arena. And we also find out that he has a history uh, with Layla at Madriport, uh, which Madripoor is the uh, like red light district in Winter Soldier. That, uh, oh, jeez. Uh, the, the, the girl who was evil, that turned out to be evil. Yeah, Peggy's, yeah. Peggy's, Peggy's girl, yeah. 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 Uh, so that's, that's our only reference so far to the MCU. I guess. Yep. Yeah. And uh, this is the one where we meet uh, Mogart, who's played by the the late uh, Gaspard uh, Uliel, uh, who died uh, this year, uh, the 18th of January, uh, just in a, in a in a ski incident. Who did? Uh, the, the guy who plays Mogart. Which one's Mogart? Is he, is, he, is he the rich guy? Yeah, he's the rich guy. Who Shut up, really? Yeah, he, he died. Oh, he that's died why they dedicated January. it to him. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was wondering who it was. Yeah. Okay, for the record, Sharon Carter was the name we Sharon were looking Carter, for. Sharon Carter, yeah. yes. Singing Lucy for some reason. I thought Rachel, so yeah, I wasn't there. Yeah. But no, he, <laughs> Clearly he, a memorable character. Yeah, but no, he just, he, he suddenly died after a, a ski accident in France and was uh, brain dead when he arrived at the hospital, which is a shame because I, I, I liked his character. Granted, his character does die in this, so we wouldn't have seen him again, but it was, it was a nice little, a nice little role i think for him yeah yeah i agree with that yeah and uh, they all introduce themselves and mogart says you know how important the sarcophagus is to him so we want to know why there's so much interest and instead of asking layla he asks mark to make sure that there's a valid reason and mark just stumbles upon it was like oh i just think it would be very interesting to see and mogart doesn't <laughs> seem to believe it but he just takes them to look and layla then asks uh, for Stephen to take control because of Stephen's knowledge about uh, Egyptian history. Yep. And the two don't know properly what to do, but Stephen does. So Layla distracts Mogart while Stephen and Mark talk. And Stephen says he'll only do it if he's given the body, but Mark won't let him. And Stephen uh, eventually gives in and just helps Mark by telling him how to fold the piece of the cartonage uh, to create a map. But he's stopped by security uh, Mark is and ends up blowing the cover when he goes into attack mode and just uh, turns around and grabs the gun and points it back at the guy. And uh, Mark just surrenders as Mogart gets ready to kill him. 
But before he can, Harrow arrives to offer Mogart something much better, the scarab. And Layla then pleads with Mogart not to side with Harrow, but it's too late because Harrow even tries to make Mark and Layla break apart as a group by sowing the seeds of doubt um, about how much Layla actually knows about Mark. And, oh, I think this is all hundred percent true. Yeah, and uh, her father's murder. Yeah, I, I think it's true. It's more just like, oh, I'll, I'll say this, and then yeah, you'll definitely stop working as a team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's both. Um, because yeah, I won't tell you that he hasn't. You know, so <laughs> I bet you he hasn't even told you, and just just outs everything. Um, yeah. Seems like a strange card to hold on to till now. Um, this isn't the first time we've seen these characters together. Um, maybe the first time we've seen her with Mark. I think it's the first Harrow. time that he, yeah, it's the first time that Layla's interacted with him properly, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think Layla, oh, maybe not. Yeah, there's the, there's the scarab part when yeah. she breaks him, but other than that, it's not like a proper... Anyway, yeah, so we, we have yeah. that. It's, it's something that we need to go, okay, let's have some... They're getting along a little bit too much. Let's throw something in the yeah. works there. Okay. Uh, and then Conchu tells Mark to summon the suit as Harrow shows Mogart the power of, of Ahmed and destroys the sarcophagus. And Mark then lets loose and turns into Mood Knight and jumps high above all of them and goes for the attack. And the jousting squad surround Mark as he defends Layla from gunfire and Layla then runs to get the pieces of the uh, cartonage that they need that haven't been destroyed magically while Mark and Steve are then bicker over who gets control. And as Mark beats on a grunt, Stephen takes over, turns into Mr. Knight and immediately gets impaled as he calls for a timeout and for everyone to chill the F out. You don't know how, he, he, how he took over. No, he sort of just does. Is he getting stronger? I mean, it seems to be what's happening he, is that Stephen's yeah. getting stronger. Yeah. And uh, as he gets just uh, mutilated, he begs Mark to take the body back. So he does. And Mark uses all the spears to his advantage, stabbing the attackers with their own spears that now, were used on him. Had been mentioned either at the end of last episode or the start of this episode that, um, you know, it was very clumsily uh, said by Conchu that, oh, and I suppose you don't like having myself healing armor. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So that's no, gonna that be, makes sense. That's yeah. going to be important because we're going to impale him in the next, either yeah. this episode or the next episode. Gotcha. Yeah. And gotcha. Uh, yeah, Layla also has like a little little fight as well that just ends very quickly with her stabbing the guy. And yep. uh, she tries to go away, but Mogart hits her with the spear and then prepares to kill her. So Mark just loses it and uses all of his power to kill his attackers and Mogart. And having saved Layla, they get to a car to recover their map while Conchu uh, just says to Mark, tick tock, because it's time's running out for all of them. And uh, on the car ride, Layla and Mark have a conversation about what Harrow said uh, about her right to know, and Mark just dismisses it. He's says, way too, ah, oh, he's just trying to get in your yeah, head. He's just getting in your head. Just don't think about it. Of course, of course it's not uh, true. This blah, blah, was blah, blah, handled blah. with all the concern of some girl going like, I was told by my friends you were flirting with some girl at the bar. No, they're just messing with you. They're just jealous of what we have. What? You're crazy. Yeah. So it was. Uh, it, it's very gaslighting. As opposed to like a very, but as opposed to like a very real, yeah. you know, a bigger deal. Uh, this was just, you know, it was like really like, just like he's just trying to come between us. <laughs> All right. But, but, why yeah, choose, but why choose that? Yeah. Yeah. Then she says that every time she learns something about him, uh, they're 
knew about him. There can't be anything else between them. But then she does, and she doesn't feel like she knows him at all. And he says, "Yeah, you don't." Yeah, I know. That was that was great. I loved it. Yeah. And uh, they just both look miserable in the car ride. And uh, they arrive to the location. They try and piece together the tapestry. And they just can't get it at all. So Mark gets frustrated. And Layla says, we need Stephen to do it because, you know, he understands it. And Conchu tells him not to. But Mark gives up and grabs the car mirror and walks away so it can happen. And the transition between Mark to Stephen is stunning. It's, it's great. Yeah. The, the, the physicality changes, so the facial he, expression changes. He just walks towards the camera, stands still. Yeah. It happens without any sort of special effects this time. And he just, now he is Steven. And it was, yeah. uh, it was great. Yeah. He just, he's like, okay, let's get to work. And he, he takes over, gets to work with all of his knowledge. And Layla comes over and you can even tell uh, the like when Oscar Isaac gives looks to her, which which one it is. Oh, Mark, it's, a, it's a bit more reserved. The Steven version is so in love with her. <laughs> it's, it's like a seven year old looking at like candy. He's just he's so enamored with her. Yeah. And he's giddy and nerdy about it. And he shows her the completed piece, which is the star. But they can't it's sort of uh, constellations, but they can't really tell which constellation it is because it's 2000 years old, which means the stars have drifted away. So they can't find it. And Conchie remembers, though, what the stars look like, because he says he remembered the night, he remembers every night, and he says it pained. And it's like, it's not, the attention yeah. not put on it, and I like, because it's a subtle pain. And he says that he can turn back the night sky, but he can't do it alone. And it will and have consequences. Asked, yeah. And he asked Stephen to tell Mark to free him when the gods imprison Conchie. And the two of them work together, and they turn back the sky 2,000 years. It's visually stunning. The music's great. Uh, Dr. Strange Everybody is notices. An, yeah, Doctor Strange is having an aneurysm right now after yeah. the year that he's had so yeah. far. Um, every Avenger's wondering what's going on. And uh, the world just looks on in amazement as Arthur sees what's happening and he says that what's going to happen to Konshu, he's brought on himself. And Layla is able to pin, start to pinpoint the constellation and, and the coordinates. So the Ennead also begin the ritual, uh, causing Konshu to begin to be put to stone. And Steven tries with his might to continue it until Layla has the exact coordinates. And Konshu just fades away into dust. And is imprisoned, and then Stephen falls to the floor unconscious as Layla begs for him to wake up. And I, I wonder, because obviously, Conchu says to Mark, "When I found you, you were a corpse. So if the, the con, if Conchu's gone, does that mean he reverts, or he's because I, I, I want to take this as because Stephen's just used all of his power. He's just very low on energy and passes out. I think that's supposed that's all, to that's be. All, that's all this is gonna be. Yeah, yeah." No, no, because otherwise it's no show. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's the Layla show for a while. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, no. There was this idea. Yeah, yeah um, something I got to decide. But no, I think because uh, he was. Yeah, he said like when I get in prison, Mark has to come take me out. So yeah. we don't have time for uh, how you're going to reanimate Mark slash Stephen. Yeah. Uh, but then we just cut to Arthur, who's uh, back in the Pyramid of Giza with the Ennead, and he's being told by one of the avatars that you were right, and Conchu left them no choice, uh, and he's tethered now to the pyramid. And Arthur then asks if he can hear him in his stone prison, and they say they think so. And alone by himself, Arthur just talks to his old master, telling him uh, a secret he wants to tell him, that he enjoyed dealing the pain for Conchu, Conchu and 
it is his greatest sin. Yeah, it's really yeah. complicated. Yeah, and if Conchu hadn't broken him, he wouldn't have known the value of the healing he's doing now. And he says that he'll do what Konshu couldn't and wants him to remember that his torment forged Harrow and he owes it to him. And that's how the episode ends. Yeah, is that my victory was caused by you. So you have a huge say in this, which, and if you can only, if, if you can hear, which, you know, we're told, I, I assume that line's yeah. there to, to back up the fact that he can. Yeah. Um, and also they say he's sort of like so many that came before him. So there's something about the gods as well that's kind of been left. And then what happens, if, it's like Arkham Asylum, right? What happens when, when you free them all? Or, you yeah. know, it, uh, it's going to be, because I think something like that could potentially happen. Um, I, I also don't know why that line exists. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, powerful ending. Yeah, uh, I wasn't I, expecting this ending halfway through and again again just just really low-key stated in his mm. villainy and i think and again believes he's doing right believes he is winning it could have been so easy for like the guy to leave and him just go hey, 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 hey. now my now will come to nothing, fruition now nothing can stop me yeah. your reign will be forever it's, it's not that it's it's, yeah. it's much more nuanced than that and I, I really appreciate this, especially for a Marvel show where, like, I, I just go back to Agatha Harkness. He's like, he, 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 you are the Scarlet Witch. Or, because I always I say that, like, we gave Cap Falcon and the Winter Soldier shit at points, but the, uh, what was his name? Uh, Patriot thingy, uh, Russell, Cut Russell's kid. Oh. He did, like, he his character was nuanced until the end, but. U.S. Patriot? Yeah, U.S. Patriot, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, I still think it's funny. I, 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 yeah, it's good. I really hope they don't wait too long before they decide to pay off whatever that I is. I would like to see him again. I think. I think with the, the team you're you're assembling, and we haven't seen much on it now. I don't know. I don't imagine yeah. anything's going to happen as a result of this. We're also three episodes in. And there's no post credit scene yet. Interesting. Yeah. Um. But I'm going. If you're going to do something with that group, that needs to happen sooner rather than later because you're asking a lot of people to hang on to that when it hasn't been reinforced in the films, it's just a TV series sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, that that's with how it ends. This is not how I'm expecting like a, a Marvel show. And I said that this last time, but the way that everything's ending, I, the stakes must either get higher or we, we're really going through the, through the motions in a good way. Cause I, I, I keep wondering how it's going to end because I never expect it to end like this so early on. And I really do welcome that because I don't feel like we're, I don't feel like we're having to slow the pacing down to slowly get to where we're going. I would imagine now Mark and Steven are vulnerable. Yeah. And therefore can't call the moon Knight or Mr. Knight suits. I would assume. Yeah. Um, because we've seen, you're able to sort of sever that relationship as, as Harrow is, 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 is proof of, so how long do you really want to watch them run around without the ability to summon the suit? I mean, we're talking an episode max, right? Yeah, but, maybe episode, half an episode. But they need, like, I don't want 10 minutes in. The band is back together. Like, it's going to have to be yeah. an episode long mini arc to get him un unlocked or somehow get him. Oh, if we're not starting episode five at the very, oh, yeah, if it's not in the first 10 minutes, episode five we're running too long because i don't know what, what you're gonna have time for otherwise I wonder, 
I wonder if they'll be like, we didn't need Konshu to be the Moon Knight, and it's through like some other means or something like that, and then that's know. that's his whole Mark's whole sort of arc is getting to escape Konshu and maybe maybe it feels it feels like it could go that way, but it, like. I, I I never say this with a Marvel show. I I genuinely don't know where they're going with this. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, but from that, I guess it's time to just talk about uh, what what we liked. Uh, I liked the shift to Egypt. It was good to move. Mm. Uh, I loved the fact we were aligned with Mark more, especially during during the blackouts. Yeah, and we got to see that. Until halfway through when they decide, no, we can see everybody, <laughs> which I guess was all right. I guess that's because we have uh, Layla there and yeah. sort of there that kind of ties us more to her perspective. Um, and I liked Layla. I thought, it was, I thought it was a good Layla episode and Ethan Hawke continues to smash it without a flag. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, there was a lot to like in this episode, I think. How about you? Uh yeah, it it's similar to you. I I really do like the the turning back the the sky because the the way that the music's paired and the the lighting in this episode has been very well done. And also, I assume that a lot of people have brought up that this is one of the first times that like a a Hollywood or sort of Western show was actually painted Egypt as a as a modern day civilization and not just deserts and pyramids. I do like that they actually. They, they stay true to what it actually is and it's it's very it's very well done in how they paint it um in not so well done things though is uh what what was our little grumbles uh i actually didn't care for the um the zoom meeting with all the gods where they're using <laughs> humans as their as their as their cloud-based network i thought that was underwhelming um they also all kind of turned into like, like just like a lump because we because we don't see the Indra gods are they just become people in suits and they're just a faceless mob. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And, and as a result, that felt kind of felt like a board meeting. And it can it can be like that for two reasons to show you like how faceless and the same the gods have become compared to Konshu, but also they're like I get what you mean. Like these dudes, they just look dudes. like just dudes. It's a board meeting, and I was bored by their meetings. So there we go. I think um, like that whole scene is just to reiterate, hey, we can turn Konju to stone. This is your warning. And then it can be justified later on. And then also Harrow's also sort of influencing them as well, yeah. like how devious he can be. And I was also a little bit bored in the in the in the sarcophagus sort of I'm a private collector. Well, you know It goes on for a while. It goes I'll, on I'll for too long, that, especially because yeah. you're just gonna kill the guy off anyway. Like he wasn't uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't know if enough was. There was a lot of like, it's a lot for you to have for your own personal museum, and sort of you know trying to. De- I thought they tried to develop him, and A, they didn't do a very good job, and B, it was just long and tedious anyway. It was just setting up a gunfight. Yeah. Um, okay, it's this week's action sequence, huzzah! Uh, but that, that's it's about just it. Lower part, yeah, yeah. Um, the Mister Knight lets all chill BF out. Oh no, I give back. I just found really unfunny. And again, I think that's just me. I, I, I think the the usage of Mister Knight, at least in this episode, like I let it slide last week because it's you know it's it's endearing. And this it was it was 
just strange. But yeah, because he wasn't trying to be bad, like badass. You know, there was no wagwan this week. Yeah, um, it was just like let's chill out. It was guys. just like we don't need tea. to be violent. Yeah, which is yeah. a bit like you've, you've passed that point. I mean, any yeah. idiot can look around and go, "We've passed that point." Yeah. So there's that. Uh, also, I think Deadpool has kind of numbed me to the idea of, "Oh, there's a hero with a sword through his chest." Okay, yeah, Grant, I've seen this before. Yeah, nah, I get that. Yeah. It, it, when they when they don't utilize Mister Knight correctly, it feels like a Deadpool attempt, yeah. which I think is more just about how that's perceived now. And I could be completely wrong, but no, I just found it. It was just weirdly utilized in this episode. But that was like my only real my only real gripe in the whole thing, which is not terrible. I think it just doesn't suit my sense of humor, and I I can I can accept that. I should also say I I, miss, I loved the uh, Easter egg of there's a third personality that we're not being shown yet. Oh yeah, yeah, that was great. It's such it's such a nice way for the breadcrumbs because I feel I think whatever it's either going to be the end the end of Act Two, which I assume will be the end of Episode Four, or episode five where they'll be like oh and here's so and so if they do loki it would be like that yeah because yeah. yeah. loki was the end of episode five and i was just ranting going you don't have time for what's but actually they were just gonna let one guy talk at us for like 30 minutes which was yeah. great <laughs> uh but from there i guess it's just uh our gratings our ratings what did you think of this episode oh uh, last week i gave it what oh, was an eight yeah uh i'm gonna go seven and a half um it wasn't a bad one but there were just there were just stretches where i was like i'm a bit bored uh which is weird because you had huge stakes at the end and you had this great villain moment which makes me go why did you have to spend 10 15 minutes with these guys playing polo in the middle of the desert <laughs> at night i get it you're supposed to look, look you're supposed to look like an ass let's have them do it but no i was it was i just wasn't feeling it I got, I'm I'm going the same as I did last week because I I really liked uh, the Layla and also the the Konshu, uh character development and the, the conflict that was built there and like I, I I get why the the God scene the Enneads would be underwhelming I found it really interesting from a character perspective and I think that's my that's my thing because I'm I'm liking where they're going with Konshu and I want to know more about his character so getting to personify him with Oscar Isaac was was entertaining for me mm-hmm. so i'm going i'm going out again because this sort of, uh, even with everything it's re- i feel it's sticking the landing a lot more than i've seen with with other marvel shows and i'm i'm oh, still it's mu- a lot more it's invested. much yeah. more consistent it's probably the it's most con- it's the yeah. most consistent one to date it's consistent yeah. it's well shot i'm i the oscar isaac is he's I, he's not even carrying the show because every single person is like an individual pillar here. Yeah, but uh, it, but, it, but it is a showcase for it. He's doing fantastic. Yeah. He's doing. He's 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 got so much range for this, and it's so impressive to see. And it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like split where it was just James McAvoy be, doing a voice and be like, "Oh, I'm a I'm a lazy personality now, or I'm a baby person." It just it feels real and it feels respectful See, to the actual thing. When you give them something to do, that's not just yell at a uh, executive about turning the ship around, whatever nonsense that was for two and a half hours in episode eight. When you give him actual plot to do and acting to do, Oscar Isaac is always a win. Well, we, well, I, I love that. I think it's every time we do Moon Knight now, yeah. we talk, we talk we're going to have, yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. In like, in like five years time or something, but <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be, that'll be a conversation at, at some point. 
I think I am doing an episode of uh, talking about Star Wars with Carlo, so I'm, I'm sure I'll get, oh, to, I'll, get to, I'll get to I'll get to I'll get to let loose about that. But no, that this has been uh, Dancing in the Moonlight. Thank you for listening to episode three of this. Uh, I don't know when this is coming out. So I can't say what we have or haven't done. I imagine we'll uh, probably double load this up so we're ready for the following yeah. week. So you yeah. can probably go ahead and just, uh, I'll say uh, if you have it right around this time, probably either tomorrow or yesterday or whatever it was, yeah. we'll be doing uh, on the on the, on the main show, um, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. You yeah. Americans might have called it Sorcerers, but Philosopher's <laughs> Stone. Uh, that, should be, that should be good. Looking forward to that. Did my research on that today. So Ooh. I'm... Uh, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I thought I was going to go and find, there are 1,000 trivia items on this. I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> it was over 200, but that's not, there's far worse I've just had through. Yeah. So that was okay. I, I I feel like I've, I know my stuff and I'm ready to talk about, talking about Star Wars. I'm going to make that argument that that Harry Potter's in them, but a Star Wars ripoff. Watch this space. Oh, this will be, this will be a fun discussion. That's right. But no, yeah, we've had our episode of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Uh, it, a point either yesterday tomorrow it, it at a point in time uh we had our doctor who 50th special uh we'll probably have our episode on the time of the doctor matt smith regeneration episode coming out or has at some point yeah, it'll be it'll be coming up it'll be yeah. coming up uh we still have a real roundtable on the best batman movies that we think in our rankings and ratings and a discussion on just the batman cinematic universe uh has the cinematic council podcast episode come out yet it's i prob- forgot about that probably out there yeah it's probably out there's a lot to discuss i'm gonna I edit that still but yeah is. yeah um so look forward to that uh, and th- also, also this week, or at a point uh, coming soon, we've got our mailbag where we get to answer your questions. Please use the hashtag AskBFE. You should. And uh, I imagine you'll have a couple of days to, to still. No, you won't. You won't. But the time no, this is out, no, it'll be gone. It come out, yeah. but, but here you go. Get, get in early on the next one. Get in early yeah. on the next one. Hashtag <laughs> AskBFE. And also don't forget we have our Patreon uh, where you can also be part of the conversation and be our fifth chair. And if you do one of our highest tiers, you can also choose a film for us to discuss and come on at the final end game to also say why you picked it and also contribute to that rating. Hey, and it it was one of our patrons who said, hey, really, really want Moon Knight. So if uh, that's a part of the conversation you want to be part of, help keep the lights on the studio of Austin for as little as three pounds a month. I think it's less than five US dollars. Uh, You you also have access to, we we, we come and we go, hey, we're thinking about these things. What do you guys want to hear? And that privilege goes to our patrons um, because they're... uh, they're the ones supporting the show and keeping They're the lights awesome. on. So thank you very much to each and every one of you. And that will be uh, patreon.com forward slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. And also Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're best film ever pod as well. So thank you so much for listening to Dancing in the Moonlight. I've been Ethan. And I've been Ian. So thank you so much for listening. And just to end off, even after 2,000 years of stars, we'll always remember a listener. We always remember every recording night. We'll see you next time.